You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, as seen on TV. The reality-based television show, Smile You're on TV, was holding an open casting call in Lieberman's town. The basic premise of the show was that a group of attractive young people were invited to live in a house together for two months, while cameras filmed their every attractive move. Lieberman could not be said to be attractive, not in a TV way, and not in a non-TV way. A hairy-bellied 48-year-old insurance adjuster, he was simply not the reality show type. Unless the networks ever decided to air a reality show about recently divorced middle-aged men who were so depressed they'd lost the will to live. In the six months since Stacy had left him, Lieberman felt more empty and alone than he'd ever felt in his entire life. So when he saw the casting call advertised in his local paper, he figured, why not? He needed some kind of change. Heck, he thought, just having roommates to share a frozen pizza with wouldn't be so bad. When he talked about going to the auditions with his mailman, he referred to it as a lark. But to Lieberman's great surprise, he made it past the initial interview, where he was asked, among other things, to disco dance in a bath towel and perform some rapping. What do you mean, rapping? he asked the woman interviewing him. Like singing, she said. You know, with rhymes. What do I know from rapping? said Lieberman. All right, if it's rapping you want, let's see. My name is Lieberman and I'm coming to the house. I just got divorced and my ex-wife thinks I'm a louse. I pity the poor fool who won't let me in the door. But if you dig my funky rhyming, I shall rap for you some more. By the end of the second verse, the woman who was interviewing him couldn't contain her laughter. Lieberman laughed along with her, enjoying the feeling of shared camaraderie. Amid giggles, she picked up her Blackberry and typed in the words, You have got to see this Lieberman guy. R-O-F-L. Two days later, Lieberman received a phone call informing him that he'd gotten the green light. He had been selected for an interview with the show's executive producers. For the interview, Lieberman wore his favorite turtleneck, the one with the neck that wasn't stretched out yet. In his mind, it made him appear both sincere and approachably intellectual. It was light blue, and he wore it packed tightly into a pair of beige corduroys. The show's producers asked him questions, and he answered them. What would you do if one of the women in the house snuck into your bed in the middle of the night? One of them asked. Well, that all depends, he said. How well did I know her? Was she crying? Going through some kind of emotional hell? Because believe you me, from emotional hell, I know plenty. Lieberman laid out the details of his divorce, starting with the wedding where Stacy interrupted Lieberman's father in the middle of his tear-filled toast and went right on through the next seven years, finally explaining in great detail how she had left him for her Pilates instructor. While Lieberman spoke, the producers checked their cell phone messages and toyed with their blackberries uncomfortably. After the interview, once Lieberman had left the room, the four producers sat staring at each other in silence. No one knew what to say. Finally, producer number one broke the silence. 
Well, Marcia was completely right about him, wasn't she? They all mumbled agreement. Marcia had been absolutely correct. This Lieberman character was unlike anyone they'd ever interviewed for the show. He's just so unselfconscious, said producer number two. A little like Teddy from season four, said producer number three. Yeah, but Teddy was twenty years younger with abs to kill for. I mean, this guy is downright weird. I like him, said producer number one. He's a wild card. I mean, do you want a house full of nothing but Barbies and Ken dolls? What about a little Uncle Fester, a little Abe Vigoda? I think the audience is going to eat him up. A lunch tray was brought in, and while the producers ate, they discussed the possibilities that Lieberman, who they now refer to as Divorce Man, would provide. In this way, the matter was resolved. Lieberman was in the house. On the very first day of filming, when Lieberman was shown to his room by a production assistant, he dropped his bags onto the floor and smiled. The whole house smelled like clean carpets and fresh paint. New house smell. He could feel his old life fading into the distance. Wait till Stacy gets a load of me on TV, he thought. She'll come crawling back on her all fours. He was introduced to his fellow roommates. Malik, Fresno, Cash, Martin, Bo, and a 19-year-old wearing a hood ornament around his neck named Rewind. What up? said Rewind upon introduction. He slapped Lieberman five, which Lieberman gladly, though somewhat awkwardly, accepted. Despite the fact that Bo and Malik had to be told several times that Lieberman was in fact their new roommate and not a stagehand taking drink orders, Lieberman was confident that eventually he would fit in. Think of me as a kindly house mother, Lieberman offered. My bedroom door is always open if one of you kids want to stop by and rap about your problems. Believe you me, I could tell you about problems, all right. Lieberman then began to talk about his divorce, but was cut off by the appearance of a production assistant who was sent to give them a tour of the house. Every single inch of this house, including every object in the house, is composed of tiny microscopic cameras that capture on video your every move. Said the production assistant. The spoons, forks, toilet seats, shower nozzles, books, toothbrushes—they're all equipped with cameras that broadcast every single part of you guys, inside and out. Sure, the house had a couple cameras, thought Lieberman, but all of that was secondary. What was most important was that he was going to have a shared community, friends, camera schmamras. He thought. When the tour came to an end, Lieberman zoned back in. There would be group challenges and games, but pretty much the show's producers were hoping to capture sexy, good, clean, bikini-clad fun. As it had been for each season, the producers were hoping that through a potent cocktail of boredom, youthful capriciousness, and actual potent cocktails, the housemates would start frolicking about in states not unadjacent to nakedness. At about lunchtime, figuring it would make a nice paternal gesture, Lieberman decided to cook up some food for his new housemates. He opened the fridge and felt his heart swell. It was full of fresh fruits, vegetables, meat, and beverages of every sort. Lieberman's own fridge back home had become a storage locker for personal effects that he needed to keep safe: license renewal notices, divorce papers, and clean socks. Lieberman made soft-boiled eggs. It was just about all he knew how to cook, but for Lieberman, they brought back happy times. Reminding him of Sunday mornings as a child, when his father made them for the entire household. 
After the meal, it was announced over the PA system that all of the housemates were to play a round of Get Acquainted Strip Twister in the backyard. A cart was wheeled out back that contained four king-sized party kegs of low-carb beer and a case of ice-cold Jägermeister. I'll sit this one out, said Lieberman, planting himself in a patio chair with a can of iced tea. As the housemates bent and twisted their young nubile bodies all over the twister mat, Lieberman watched with great intensity and interest, occasionally trotting over to helpfully pull up someone's booty shorts when they started to slip. Don't mind me, he would say, his eyes focused on the task at hand. Just keep a twisting. As the rest of the day wore on, the housemates played strip bingo, strip bridge, and strip parcheesi, during which time Lieberman stood watching, hawkishly, on the sidelines. And as he watched, he filled everyone in on the legal proceedings of his divorce. He did so while drinking copious amounts of iced tea. Lieberman's presence was having the effect of making the housemates more self-conscious than even the tens of thousands of cameras that documented their every move. And so it was that the very next morning, Lieberman found Smile Your On TV's 20-something assistant director standing with a clipboard at the base of his bed. The AD told Lieberman to get dressed. He was then led to a hidden door behind a curtain and asked to follow him out. From there, he was brought into a room where men and women talked into microphones at a rapid clip, as though landing aircrafts. Divorce man has left the building, people, one of them said and the others began to applaud. What's going on? asked Lieberman. The assistant director explained that it just wasn't working out. What I do wrong? asked Lieberman. Nothing, said the A.D., and then dropping his tone down tenderly and looking at the ground, he said, It's just that no one liked you. Lieberman couldn't believe it. The blonde one with the cornrows liked everyone. And what about Rewind? Even Rewind, asked Lieberman. Especially Rewind, the assistant director said. He said he didn't feel safe sleeping in the same house as you. So Lieberman signed some papers and went home. When his landlady asked him why he wasn't on the show anymore, he told her that it just wasn't for him. The cameras and all that showbiz hoo-ha. Not my cup of Ovaltine, he said. His first evening back home, Lieberman reassured himself over a late-night glass of warm milk that it was all for the best. He would have ended up doing something embarrassing anyway. At least he had left with his dignity. He could just see it, a scene of him falling over while putting on his socks or pulling lint from his belly button before bedtime. They'd catch him at it in the dark with their infrared pillow cameras. An old high school teacher of his would end up seeing it. She would tell the story at a dinner party. He always seemed sneaky, she would say a sneaky little belly-button lint-picker. That he did not need. He went to sleep that night wishing, a little masochistically, that he had a montage, a reel of clips recorded by God that documented every time he'd ever been mentioned anecdotally by anyone he'd ever known. He imagined each scene, shot on 70s Technicolor film stock. He feared it would be a very short film. When the man who handed the movies out gave him his, Lieberman would thank him profusely, though secretly he would be saddened by the puniness of his movie, a cartoon-length short 
as opposed to a feature-length film. That night, Lieberman dreamt he was actually holding the reel in his hands and thinking, This is my life. In the dream, he takes the reel to his parents' house, who have been dead for years, and he watches it on their Super 8 projector, projected onto the basement blind. He watches the reel while drinking his parents' whiskey straight from the bottle. Just as the film starts, the projector breaks, and so Lieberman takes the reel into his parents' kitchen and unravels the film onto the kitchen table. He looks at each frame, studying the tiny, colorful people as they talk about him. He tries to see their mouths, to guess at what they might be saying, but it is no use. When Smile You're on TV finally aired, Lieberman watched each week, waiting to see if his name would ever come up, and each week, it did not. He felt as though he had never existed, had never touched any of their lives. That all changed during the eighth week, with the appearance of Rewind, who was lying on his bed without his shirt on. It's cool how we all love each other in this house, said Rewind. But imagine if someone we hated lived here? His words seemed robotic, as if he were being coached by someone off-screen. Then there was heart music and a lap dissolve. And then, as a part of a fantasy dream sequence, Lieberman appeared. Lieberman watching in his barca lounger sat up straight, almost dropping his glass of skim milk. TV Lieberman was in the Smile You're on TV house kitchen, boiling soft-boiled eggs in his paisley clam diggers. It was the footage from the one day he had spent in the house, from the time he had tried to make everyone what to eat. There he was, hunched over the stove, watching the eggs boil. Then there was a cutaway to the other roommates, looking thoroughly grossed out. Then there was the sound of theremin music. You guys and gals sure you don't want some eggy-weggies? TV Lieberman called out. Lieberman watched himself intently, his glass trembling in his hand. Then, on TV, Lieberman was shown eating his egg. He did not do so from an egg cup, but from out of his cupped hands. It was only after he had finished boiling the eggs that he was informed, through the PA speaker above the stove, that there were no egg cups. No problemo, he had said. He figured it was better to just make light of the situation and eat the damn eggs anyhow. It was either that or throw them in the garbage. And if he did that, he ran the risk of having his act of wastefulness broadcast in slow motion, cross-cut with images of starving peasants. No way. Lieberman was too media savvy for that. But now, there he was, licking perfectly underdone egg yolk off his hands. Lieberman studied the screen. He had trimmed his sideburns just so before showing up that day, spending close to a half hour making sure they were perfectly symmetrical. Viewing himself, he knew his fastidious grooming had all been worth it. He looked marvelous. As he ate his egg, the smile you're on TV sound mixers took the liberty of overlaying burping and gobbling sounds. Finally, the scene dissolved back to Rewind. Thank God that was all a dream, yo said Rewind as he high-fived his housemates with great relief. Before Lieberman had left the Smile You're on TV house, he had told everyone there to have a great life. He did not want his words to sound sarcastic. He scrunched up his brow like how he did when he was being sincere. Have a great, great life, he had said. And some of them had even said thanks. Lieberman had left like a gentleman. 
and at least it could never be said he'd never been a player on the stage of life. And also, his sideburns did look terrific. How hard could it be to make a TV show, he wondered. Nothing big and flashy, just a small affair, something he could play for an invited audience or present on the internet the way people were doing these days. He could get some film students to hold the lights. He could make them little sandwiches, just like the professionals did. He would sit back in his armchair and aim the camera directly at his face and talk frankly about his divorce, his childhood, his thoughts on life, all the things burning inside him, uninterrupted by the glitz and the bikinis. He would be pure. He would call the show simply Lieberman. And it would be great. I'm glad you're giving me the the opportunity to do that. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. You know, I love having you on board. Cool. Well, I like being on board. Oh yeah, so. and I love the idea of just like taking it taking it to the streets. It's a very amazing race. Right. Well, I mean, you know, but at the same time, I mean, it's not going to be that splashy. I'll probably just you know doing like man on the street stuff, talking to store yeah, owners. Yeah, but we have sound effects people. They can always add some zing to it. Like yeah. Well, uh, like what kind of. Well, just, you know, some sort of, like, wah-wah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. You know, I do uh, a lot of, I guess, stuff that's sort of on the, more veers towards the funny side on on the show, but I kind of want, I wanted to do more, I don't know, like stuff that maybe is, is more in the direction of actual journalism, like maybe talking to panhandlers. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you know. I would, you know, even just sort of, you know, going to, to foster homes, maybe, for yeah. both animals yeah. and for people. Yeah. Seeing how that works out, I've always been curious how that would work out. I would really enjoy some. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey. Um. Yes. Can Can you just hold the line for a moment? I'm sorry to do this. It's oh, just. That's fine. Um. I just want to. I'll just get rid of the other. Well, one second. Okay. Hello. Is this Jonathan? Yes. This is Dwayne from Afcom.com Customer Service. Hi. Uh. You had placed a customer service call. I'm returning your call about oh. the glutenizer 26. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I've been trying to get through to you guys. It's really hard to get a hold of anyone. Excellent. We apologize. It's a very popular product. Uh, I have to warn you before we go any further. Yeah. This call may be monitored for quality assurance purposes. Yeah, yeah, no, recorded. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, the whole butt tightening thing. I don't. It's just not happening. I mean, I bought the glutenizer months ago already, right? And, I, right? and I and I I did the chart. I read the brochure, and I put down my butt role models, like it said. I put down uh, Timothy Hutton and a young James Garner. These are great butts. 
but but still, I'm I'm getting nothing. If I could get two more butt models from you. Sure, sure, sure. That's listen. I just have actually someone on the other line. We're just kind of wrapping it up. Can I just put you on hold for a minute? Absolutely. I'll, I'll be right back. Hey, Catherine. You know what else I would enjoy? What's that? Celebrities. Something a little fancier. I was watching the Golden Globes. Those are fancy. Uh huh. People tune into that. People really enjoy things like yeah. that. Maybe well, you could have the Goldstein Globes or something like that. Well, that, yeah, that's a good idea. We should talk more about that. I'm open to it. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, I, I, I mean, I'm in traffic. I mean, let's, let's chat. Yeah? Oh, okay, uh, just hang on one second, okay? Go I just ahead. have someone, so I'll hang on. No worries, I'm at a red light. Okay. Hey, uh, Dwayne. Jonathan. Dwayne, hey, um, if I were to call you back in like five minutes or something, would, would that be okay? I can't guarantee that you'd be at the front of the queue. We take the calls in the order that they're received. Okay. I have a service request saying that your glutenizer is not giving you the results that we promised after the four week trial? I've done it for like six weeks. It's doing nothing. And you, it's haven't, like, you haven't registered with us online. Uh, that's what I'm showing that you haven't done the registration form? I, th- I thought I had. I, if, if possible, I'd like to walk you through that right now. And that's a way f- for you to get in touch with your goals and your target glute and uh, make I, sure that you're on track with where you want to be. Uh, well, okay. Hang on one second, okay? I'm going to wrap this up on the other line, okay? All right. H- hang on. Hey, Catherine? What about Douglas Copeland? Douglas Copeland, the uh, the author? Just came out. Sure, you know, absolutely. But listen, I, I have a, I'm having a little bit of a family emergency on the other line. Maybe we could pick this up uh, like tomorrow morning or something. Jonathan, I uh, I'm going to be in meetings all week, so I, I don't know when I'm going to have a chance to talk to you about this. Right. Um, okay. Ha- hang on one second, Catherine. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, Dwayne. Yes. I apologize. Um, Tell you what, what I'd like to do is go through uh, your registration I, I, goals. That way you're registered with us on our website. I know. And you have an accountability. Jonathan? Yes. Jonathan? Yes. Uh, who, who, who are we talking to? Oh. Who, Hello? Are we conferencing? You didn't tell me we were conferencing. This is Dwayne. Oh. Dwayne, hi. Dwayne, uh, are you Dwayne from WLTD? I'm Dwayne from AFCOM.com, customer service. Um, listen. Oh, I'm not I, familiar. Not familiar with that. Hey. hey um, is this your wife, uh, Jonathan? No, no. Uh, oh, God, no. No, 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 no. No, Dwayne, this is... Uh, a girlfriend, are you happy with the results of the glutenizer? No, no, no. Uh, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne, this is Catherine. She's my supervisor uh, at, at at the radio station that uh, I work excellent. at. Excellent. Catherine, have you noticed the uh, new shape? The new intellectual shape of the show. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Who and 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 Dwayne? Now, so you work. This is a this is a web a web you, show. This I, is a, we have like a cross line, I think. Dwayne, uh, we're going to let Tom. I've sold you the glutenizer 26. Now you had written down to us uh, your glute model. You had Brandon Routh. Wait, 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 wait. That's the butt you want right there. Is Brandon My- Routh? What is what is this? What is this, Jonathan? I don't know who this is. This a prank? I, Are you trying to prank me? We're, I don't know who this is. You want don't a, know super, who this is. a super butt, a super behind. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry, what are you saying? Lifting up, up, and away. Brandon Routh is your buns model there. Well, I, don't I don't know who I, you're working for, but I have a master's degree. I do not need to be talked to this way. I'm I simply uh, going through the registration for Jonathan and his derriere goals. Oh, boy. Jonathan, uh, this I, is I, disgusting. It is disgusting. I don't know. Dwayne. If you were to poke... Jonathan's rear end there. Oh, this is, is disgusting. Jonathan, you know what? What are you talking about? Is your finger sink in there, or is it... Okay, don't bother. Don't bother okay, coming okay, in. Okay, don't bother wait, wait, coming wait. in tomorrow, okay? Catherine, Catherine, you see, okay, you know, this This was a part of an idea that I had. Jonathan. We're doing shtick. This is shtick. Dwayne's an actor. Dwayne? Yes? You're an actor. You're an actor. 
You see, we're both oh. actors. Oh, that's good. Isn't it? You, you want to be an actor? It's great. There's like a Smothers brother. It's thing. sort of like that. Yeah, it's like a Smothers brothery kind of thing. Yeah. You surprised me. Why not? One. Why not, right? It's fun. I thought you were hanging up. I know. You never had a call on the I other line. I never had a call on the other line. Jonathan, I enjoy this. Dwayne has done Degrassi. He's been on The Littlest Hobo. Dwayne! Congratulations. He's, I'm not sure what I'm being congratulated for. Catherine, if you get a handful of bun. Isn't he amazing? He's so he good. He doesn't stop. He's, yeah. You're committed. You're committed to your super objective, right? I took a, I took an acting class in college. The what? At Strasburg. You know, you, you had said that you had done a little bit of radio in college, and I thought, you know, what the hell? We'll mix you into the, into the mix. I enjoy this. Yeah. Um, all right, Dwayne, you put the phone down now. Uh, if I could get two more... Butt models from you. Two more. Butt two models. More. Oh, that's classic. We got Brandon Routh, Superman. Who else do you like? Down the down. Myself down personally. Here. I'm Paul Newman. I don't know what it is. Paul Newman. Oh, this is funny. I'm looking for one more here. Uh, Tony Blair. Tony Blair. Catherine, would you be willing to be part of Jonathan in a weekly handful of bun program? Oh, that is oh, that is classic. Oh, okay, light screen. I gotta go. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay talk to you later. Kiss, kiss, okay, kiss. thank okay, you so much. Bye, Catherine. Okay, bye, bye. Okay, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Okay, bye. Dwayne. Yes. Can we get back on track? Absolutely. How, how... I've had it for six weeks, okay, and nothing. All right. How deep are you squatting? I'm squatting deep, and I I, I have like you know I have the the buttocks of uh, of like a Spike Lee when I want you know more more the buttocks of a uh, Vin Diesel. You're looking for an accentuating. You know. You want to augment what you've got. And and it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. Vin Diesel. I'm going to write him in. Well, you can write him in, but it, I mean it doesn't. Well, this is it, a chart it, that, that helps you. That's a, just a lot of paperwork. It's well. It's, you know, I'm I'm like fill, you know I'm filling up. Paper. I'm not, but you know what I mean? Should you see a little something? Well, you gotta be committed. You gotta, you gotta I'm very committed. On Wiretap today, you heard Katie Rich and Steve Waltine. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Mira Bertwintonic, Wendy Dore, and Carolyn Warren. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1, 4 Pacific Time, and Friday evening at 8.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap.com.